section ninety of italy france spain and portugal this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. the world's story volume five italy france spain and portugal edited by eva march tappan section ninety one day under the commune eighteen seventy one by john layton according to the terms of the treaty of versailles which ended the franco-prussian war france ceded to germany some four thousand seven hundred square miles of territory and agreed to pay within three years five billion francs for indemnification the red republicans or communists rebelled against these humiliating terms and the capital now fell into the hands of the commune of paris by order of the national government the regular army was brought up and a second siege of paris took place infinitely more full of horrors than the previous one by the germans the government at length got control and the third republic was fully organized under the presidency of thiers the author of the following extract was in paris at the time of the commune the editor the roaring of cannon close at hand the whizzing of shells volleys of musketry i hear this in my sleep and awake with a start i dress and go out i am told the troops have come in how where when i ask of the national guards who come rushing down the street crying out we are betrayed they however know but very little they have come from the trocadero and have seen the red trousers of the soldiers in the distance fighting is going on near the viaduct of auteuil at the champ de mars did the assault take place last night or this morning it is quite impossible to obtain any reliable information some talk of a civil engineer having made signals to the versailles others say a captain in the navy was the first to enter paris suddenly about thirty men rush into the streets crying we must make a barricade i turn back fearing to be pressed into the service the cannonading appears dreadfully near a shell whistles over my head i hear someone say the batteries of montmartre are bombarding the arc de triomphe and strangely enough in this moment of horror and uncertainty the thought crosses my mind that now the side of the arch on which is the bas-relief of rude will be exposed to the shells on the boulevard there is only here and there a passenger hurrying along the shops are closed even the cafes are shut up the harsh screech of the mitrailleurs grows louder and nearer the battle seems to be close at hand all round me a thousand contradictory suppositions rush through my brain and hurry me along and here on the boulevard there is no one that can tell me anything i walk in the direction of the madeleine drawn there by a violent desire to know what is going on which silences the voice of prudence as i approach the chaussee d'antin i perceive a multitude of men women and children running backwards and forwards carrying paving-stones 
a barricade is being thrown up it is already more than three feet high suddenly i hear the rolling of heavy wheels i turn and a strange sight is before me a mass of women in rags livid horrible and yet grand with their phrygian cap on their heads and the skirts of their robes tied around their waists were harnessed to a mitrailleuse which they dragged along at full speed other women pushing vigorously behind the whole procession in its sombre colours with dashes of red here and there thunders past me i follow it as fast as i can the mitrailleuse draws up a little in front of the barricade and is hailed with wild clamours by the insurgents the amazons are being unharnessed as i come up now said a young gamin such as one used to see in the gallery of the theatre port st martin don't you be acting the spy here or i will break your head open as if you were a versailles don't waste ammunition cried an old man with a long white beard a patriarch of civil war don't waste ammunition and as for the spy let him help to carry paving stones monsieur said he turning to me with much politeness will you be so kind as to go and fetch those stones from the corner there i did as i was bid although i thought with anything but pleasure that if at that moment the barricade were attacked and taken i might be shot before i had the time to say allow me to explain but the scene which surrounds me interests me in spite of myself those grim hags with their red head-dresses passing the stones i give them rapidly from hand to hand the men who are building them up only leaving off for a moment now and then to swallow a cup of coffee which a young girl prepares over a small tin stove the rifles symmetrically piled the barricade which rises higher and higher the solitude in which we are working only here and there a head appears at a window and is quickly withdrawn the ever-increasing noise of the battle and over all the brightness of a dazzling morning sun all this has something sinister and yet horribly fascinating about it while we are at work they talk i listen versailles have been coming in all night the porte de la muette and the porte dauphine have been surrendered by the thirteenth and the one hundred and thirteenth battalions of the first arrondissement those two numbers thirteen will bring them ill luck says a woman vinois is established at the trocadero and douay at the point du jour they continue to advance the champ de mar has been taken from the federals after two hours fighting a battery is erected at the arc de triomphe which sweeps the champs elysees and bombards the tuileries a shell has fallen in the rue du marche saint honore in the cour la reine the hundred and thirty eighth battalion stood bravely the tuileries is armed with guns and shells the arc de triomphe in the avenue de marigny the gendarmes have shot twelve federals who had surrendered their bodies are still lying on the pavement in front of the tobacconists rue de sevres the vengeurs de florent have put to flight a whole regiment of the line the vengeurs have sworn to resist to a man they are fighting in the champs elysees around the ministere de la guerre 
on the boulevard Aouisman. Dombrowski has been killed at the Chateau de la Mouette. The Versaillais have attacked the western Saint Lazare station and are marching towards the Pepiniere barracks. We have been sold, betrayed, and surprised. But what does it matter? We will triumph. We want no more chiefs or generals. Behind the barricades, every man is a marshal. Close to Saint Germain, Losserois women are busy pulling down the wooden seats children are rolling empty wine barrels and carrying sacks of earth as one nears the hotel de ville the barricades are higher better armed and better manned all the nationals here look ardent resolved and fierce they say little and do not shout at all two guards seated on the pavement are playing at piquet i push on and am allowed to pass the barricades are terminated here and i have nothing to fear from paving stones looking up i see that all the windows are closed with the exception of one where two old women are busy putting a mattress between the window and the shutter a sentinel mounting guard in front of the cafe de la compagnie du gaz cries out to me you can't pass here i therefore seat myself at a table in front of the cafe which has doubtless been left open by order and where several officers are talking in a most animated manner one of them rises and advances towards me he asks me rudely what i am doing there i will not allow myself to be abashed by his tone but draw out my pass from my pocket and show it to him without saying a word all right says he and then seats himself by my side and tells me i know it already that a part of the left bank of the river is occupied by the troops of the assembly that fighting is going on everywhere and that the army on this side is gradually retreating street fighting is our affair you see he continues in such battles as that the merest gamin from belleville knows more about it than MacMahon. it will be terrible the enemy shoots the prisoners for the last two months the commune has been saying the same thing we shall give no quarter i ask him is it delescluze who is determined to resist yes he answers lean forward a little look at those three windows to the left of the trophy that is the salle de l'état-major delescluze is there giving orders signing commissions he has not slept for three days just now i scarcely knew him he was so worn out with fatigue the committee of public safety sits permanently in a room adjoining making out proclamations and decrees ha ha said i decrees yes citizen he has just decreed heroism the officer gives me several other bits of information tells me that lullier this very morning has had thirty refractaires shot and that rigeot has gone to mazas to look after the hostages while he is talking i try to see what is going on in the place de l'hôtel de ville two or three thousand federals are there some seated some lying on the ground a lively discussion is going on several little barrels are standing about on chairs the men are continually getting up and crowding round the barrels some have no glasses but drink in the palms of their hands women walk up and down in bands gesticulating wildly the men shout the women shriek mounted expresses gallop out of the hotel some in the direction of the bastille some towards the place de la concorde the latter fly past us crying out all's well a man comes out on the balcony of the hotel de ville and addresses the crowd all the federals start to their feet enthusiastically that's vals 
says my neighbour to me i had already recognised him i frequently saw him in the students quarter in a little cremerie in the rue serpent he was given to making verses rather bad ones by the by i remember one in particular a panegyric on a green coat they used to say he had a situation as a professional mourner his face even then wore a bitter and violent expression he left poetry for journalism and then journalism for politics to-day he is spouting forth at a window of the hotel de ville i cannot catch a word of what he says but as he retires he is wildly applauded such applause pains me sadly i feel that these men and these women are mad for blood and will know how to die alas how many dead and dying already neither the cannonading nor the musketry has ceased an instant i now see a number of women walk out of the hotel the crowd makes room for them to pass they come our way they are dressed in black and have black crape tied round their arms and a red cockade in their bonnets my friend the officer tells me that they are the governesses who have taken the places of the nuns then he walks up to them and says have you succeeded yes answers one of them here is our commission the school children are to be employed in making sacks and filling them with earth the eldest ones are to load the rifles behind the barricades they will receive rations like national guards and a pension will be given to the mothers of those who die for the republic they are mad to fight i assure you we have made them work hard during the last month this will be their holiday the woman who says this is young and pretty and speaks with a sweet smile on her lips i shudder suddenly two staff officers appear and ride furiously up to the hotel de ville they have come from the place vendome an instant later and the trumpets sound the companies form in the place and great agitation reigns in the hotel men rush in and out the officers who are in the cafe where i am get up instantly and go to take their places at the head of their men a rumour spreads that the versaillais have taken the barricades on the place de la concorde by jove i think you had better go home says my neighbour to me as he clasps his sword-belt we shall have hot work here and that shortly i think it prudent to follow this advice one glance at the place before i go the companies of federals have just started off by the rue de rivoli and the keys at a quick march crying viva le commune a ferocious joy beaming in their faces a young man almost a lad lags a little behind a woman rushes up to him and lays hold of his collar screaming well and you are you not going to get yourself killed with the others i reach the rue veille du temple where another barricade is being built up i place a paving stone upon it and pass on soon i see open shops and passengers in the streets this tradesman's quarter seems to have outlived the riot of paris here one might almost forget the frightful civil war which wages so near if the conversation of those around did not betray the anguish of the speakers and if you did not hear the cannon roaring out unceasingly people of paris listen to me i am ruining your houses listen to me i am killing your children on the boulevards more barricades some nearly finished others scarcely commenced one constructed near the port st martin looks formidable that spot seems destined to be the theatre of bloody scenes of riot and revolution in eighteen fifty two corpses lay piled up behind the railing and all the pavement was tinged with blood i return home profoundly sad i can scarcely think i feel in a dream and am tired to death my eyelids droop of themselves i am like one of those houses there with closed shutters near the gymnase i meet a friend who i thought was at versailles we shake hands sadly when did you come back i asked to-day i followed the troops then turning back with me he tells me what he has seen he had a pass and walked into paris behind the artillery and the line 
as far as the trocadero where the soldiers halted to take up their line of battle not a single man was visible along the whole length of the quays at the champ de mars he did not see any insurgents the musketry seemed very violent near vaugirard on the port royal and around the palais de l'industrie shells from montmartre repeatedly fell on the quays he could not see much however only the smoke in the distance not a soul did he meet such frightful noise in such solitude was fearful he continued his way under the shelter of the parapet on one place he saw some gamins cutting huge pieces of flesh off the dead body of a horse that was lying in the path there must have been fighting there down by the water a man fishing while two shells fell in the river a little higher up a yard or two from the shore then he thought it prudent to get nearer to the palais de l'industrie the fighting was nearly over then but not quite the champs-elysees was melancholy in the extreme not a soul was there this was only too literally true for several corpses lay on the ground he saw a soldier of the line lying beneath a tree his forehead covered with blood the man opened his mouth as if to speak as he heard the sound of footsteps the eyelids quivered and then there was a shiver and all was over my friend walked slowly away he saw trees thrown down and bronze lamp-posts broken glass crackled under his feet as he passed near the ruined kiosks every now and then turning his head he saw shells from montmartre fall on the arc de triomphe and break off large fragments of stone near the tuileries was a confused mass of soldiery against a background of smoke suddenly he heard the whizzing of a ball and saw the branch of a tree fall from one end of the avenue to the other no one the road glistened white in the sun many dead were to be seen lying about as he crossed the champs-elysees all the streets to the left were full of soldiery there had been fighting there but it was over now the insurgents had retreated in the direction of the madeleine in many places tree-colour flags were hanging from the windows and women were smiling and waving their handkerchiefs to the troops the presence of the soldiery seemed to reassure everybody the concierges were seated before their doors with pipes in their mouths recounting to attentive listeners the perils from which they had escaped how balls pierced the mattresses put up at the windows and how the federals had got into the houses to hide one said i found three of them in my court i told a lieutenant they were there and he had them shot but i wish they would take them away i cannot keep dead bodies in my house another was talking with some soldiers and pointing out a house to them four men and a corporal went into the place indicated and an instant afterwards my friend heard the cracking of rifles the concierge rubbed his hands and winked at the bystanders while another was saying they respect nothing those federals during the battle they came in to steal they wanted to take away my clothes my linen everything i have but i told them to leave that that it was not good enough for them that they ought to go up to the first floor where they would find clocks and plate and i gave them the key well monsieur you would never believe what they have done the rascals they took the key and went and pillaged everything on the first floor my friend had heard enough and passed on the agitation everywhere was very great the soldiers went hither and thither rang the bells went into the houses and brought out with them pale-faced prisoners the inhabitants continued to smile politely but grimly here and there dead bodies were lying in the road a man who was pushing a truck allowed one of the wheels to pass over a corpse that was lying with its head on the curbstone bah said he it won't do him any harm the dead and wounded were however being carried away as quickly as possible the cannon had now ceased roaring and the fight was still going on close at hand at the tuileries doubtless the townspeople were tranquil and the soldiery disdainful a strange contrast all these good citizens smiling and chatting and the soldiers who had come to save them at the peril of their lives looking down upon them with the most careless indifference my friend reached the boulevard Huisman 
there the corpses were in large numbers he counted thirty in less than a hundred yards some were lying under the doorways a dead woman was seated on the bottom stair of one of the houses near the church of la trinite were two guns the reports from which were deafening several of the shells fell in a bathing establishment in the rue tete boute opposite the boulevard on the boulevard itself not a person was to be seen here and there dark masses corpses doubtless however the moment the noise of the report of a gun had died away and while the gunners were reloading heads were thrust out from doors to see what damage had been done to count the number of trees broken benches torn up and kiosks overturned from some of the windows rifles were fired my friend then reached the street he lived in and went home he was told during the morning they had violently bombarded the collège chaptal where the Jouaves of the commune had fortified themselves but the engagement was not a long one they made several prisoners and shot the rest my friend shut himself up at home determined not to go out but his impatience to see and hear what was going on forced him into the streets again the pepiniere barracks were occupied by troops of the line he was able to get to the new opera without trouble leaving the madeleine where dreadful fighting was going on to the right on the way were to be seen piled muskets soldiers sitting and lying about and corpses everywhere he then managed without incurring too much danger to reach the boulevards where the insurgents who were then very numerous had not yet been attacked he worked for some little time at the barricade and then was allowed to pass on it was thus that we had met just as we were about to turn up the faubourg montmartre a man rushed up saying that three hundred federals had taken refuge in the church of the madeleine followed by gendarmes and had gone on fighting for more than an hour now he finished up by saying if the cure were to return he would find plenty of people to bury i am now at home evening has come at last i am jotting down these notes just as they come into my head i am too much fatigued both in mind and body to attempt to put my thoughts into order the cannonading is incessant and the fusillade also i pity those that died and those that kill oh poor paris when will experience make you wiser End of section ninety this recording is in the public domain